Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McKaig Jr. I am joined by Alex Parr. Let's get him in here first before I do the usual introduction portion of the show. Alex, my friend, how goes the battle? It goes. It's Wednesday. We're trucking through this week. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. I'm going to go see uh, the Leafs and Senators game. I've been looking forward to that for months. Uh, Hockey Night in Canada, so I can't wait. Just trying to get there. Definitely. Now... Nothing more exciting than going to see the Leafs. Doesn't matter where you go see them. Fans are everywhere with Toronto. Sometimes the morgue is more exciting, but yeah, let's hope. <laughs> if if you're at Scotiabank Arena, it's quite quiet sometimes, but we've learned that if you go to other arenas, I've went to Columbus, I've seen them in Detroit, I've seen them in Ottawa, Par is going to see them in Ottawa. Leaf fans flood those arenas. So that is, I'm excited for you to go to that par, especially, you know, with you living in Ottawa now, it's not like you can go see the Leafs every night. You can see Ottawa a bit more, but twice a year I can see the Leafs and that's more than I could see in the Sioux. So that's true. That is true. And as Par says, that could transition. The Game Sports Podcast is located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, powered by 91N. That's 91 Network. You can head head on over to the 91 Network YouTube channel. Hit subscribe and you can check out all the great content on 91N. There's, of of course, the Game Sports Podcast, but as well as other podcasts. It's the Average Jocks Podcast, the Bitter Rivals Podcast. You got the Nordic Institute Podcast on there. You got Strong Minds. There's great contents on there that you can check out. If you're interested in putting your podcast on the platform or joining the platform or even to start in a podcast, 91 Network, SSM at Gmail. Dot com. And speaking of the Game Sports Podcast, we are on, on all audio platforms, Spotify, Apple, wherever. You search us, we're there. Just hit like, follow, subscribe. Very simple like. Simple interaction goes a long way. But I must highlight TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, especially TikTok, at the Game Sports Podcast. Let me re- repeat that for you. At the Game Sports Podcast find it on there a lot of great videos and a lot of great interaction especially about the vetoing trades got a lot of love on oh, that. Yeah? that that came up we got a lot that came with that of course oh, what does that mean did i get absolutely roasted or what <laughs> no uh i feel like our biggest roast is when the belief was we talked about shohei otani joining the blue jays i think that right. might be the biggest roast on, on mm-hmm. the TikTok. but why don't you check that out you can get a part of it you can see it you can be a part of the interaction and simple interaction and follow goes a long way for us now a lot of great previous editions of the game but i'm not going to get into that we're going to talk about this edition we are going to have hockey in its entirety in this first segment it's going to be considered our top shelf segment where myself and alex are going to go through a lot of points in particular near the end of the segment we're going to redraft the 1982 nhl entry draft we're going to go back in our time machine we're going to gun it to 88 down highway 17 and we're going to get in our that's a delorean reference if people mm-hmm. that don't know that uh, we're going to go back to the future but it's in the past. Love saying that. And we are going to redraft the 1982 NHL draft for the top five picks in that draft. In the second segment, I have Paul Van Wagner coming on the show all the way in Virginia. Of course, everyone that knows the Game Sports Podcast should know Paul. He was in radio for over 25 years and with ESPN for a number of those years as well in Virginia. In the third segment, we will have our In the Pocket segment. We do expect EJ Russell to join as well as Justin Heichel. But we got a loaded segment and a loaded football content, but as well as overall sports content for you. But in this segment, we got hockey we got the WWE Royal Rumble that we're going to talk about, too. Lots of great content coming your way. So sit tight, get ready, grab your drink, get your popcorn ready, whatever reference you want, and let's get started. Hi, or Heichel, you're not Heichel. No, <laughs> Alex Parr, no. let's talk 
about the WWE Royal Rumble. I love it. There's been more WWE chat on this channel mm. in the past 60 days that that just gets me so excited. It makes me feel like a kid when I had those wrestling figurines in nice. the fake ring and I had mm. them standing in the ring, Edge, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kurt Angle. Who was uh, always your champion when you had them? Oh, The Rock. All the day. Rock, eh? Okay. All day, baby. All day. Mm-hmm. I was a big Rock fan. You still, I'm still a big Rock yeah, fan. Yeah, it looks like he might be coming back in Mania, too. Are you going to be uh, watching that? I am going to be watching Mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get the chance to watch Rumble. I will be straight. I had to watch the after when it was mm-hmm. up, and obviously I, had to, I did see some spoilers. So I did know some things that happened, but I definitely mm-hmm. I had the privilege of getting more of the fast forward. And I'm a Rumble fan. I like Royal Rumble. I right. love so WrestleMania. Good. Those are the two favorites for me because, you know, Royal Rumble leads up to WrestleMania. You got people pointing at the sign. You got mm-hmm. a lot of matches mm-hmm. that are getting, you know, decided. You know, it's going to lead up to, to WrestleMania. But the Royal Rumble, you got guys going, guys and women, going insane in the ring. You got stories that get – it's great. It's great. I love Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. And, of course, it's even more enjoyable when you got a Paul at Royal Rumble mm. nowadays, right? Mm. Obviously a big match against Owens. A great match, too. Fantastic. It was a great match. I give that a high grade. It's kind of interesting because the good guy didn't get away with a cheap shot at the end of it. Right. I would say, mm-hmm. right? I, I liked that. I Canadian as well. I like, I like how the refs just kind of decide, pick and choose when they notice these things that happen. <laughs> but, I mean, it's part. it's a story, right? Like, yeah. you sometimes... I mean, you don't watch Spider-Man and go, what? A man can't spin webs out of his hands. Like, sometimes you just got to, you know, suspend your disbelief a little bit. You do, and it's great, right? Like, that was a great match. I thought that was great. I, The women rumble was great. Um, the women's rumble was fantastic. Match of the night for me, for sure. Pacing, great. Storytelling, great. Um, I can't remember her name, but the TNA women's champion, Jordan, I was going to say Jordan Sparks. But that that can't be. And breathe with no air. That's the singer. She looked like a million bucks. Jordan Grace, it was. Uh, she's jacked. Oh my god. She's huge. She's huge. Um, and that was cool to see uh, WWE let a champion from another company come in and uh, perform so well, and like not not get like thrown away because oh you're from the outside. We need to make our stars look great. Um, it was awesome. Right winner. Great surprises. Yeah. The hats off to the women's Royal Rumble for sure. Better than the men's. It was. It was better. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Cody Rhodes winning it. it, it, it I don't I, like Cody Rhodes. A lot of, there's a lot of mixed emotion with that, right? Like uh, It seems like online people were against for it, and people were obviously saying the women's match was better. I know there was chance going on, and if I remember correctly from watching the, watching the retake, it was a Roman Reigns matchup, which mm-hmm. was, which was I'll give it a decent grade. I don't think it was the most impactful match of the night. I, like you said, part of the women's rumble was there, and I did enjoy the Paul Owens fight. I can't believe it. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. But fans are chanting, this is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Fans were interacting, and Triple H and the and the crew at the WWE are trying to do things that are going to engage the previous market, which I would say is my market to a degree, my age group, even older. Um, even That's the why they bring like the Rock back and stuff, though. That for you, for people like you, you know. Yeah, yeah, and the people older, even like mm-hmm. uh, of course, Intercontinental Inch character here on the Game Sports Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not give away his age without 
saying his name, but he's older than I am. And that generation, too, really enjoyed. They got to see Andre the Giant. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm aging him a bit, but he's not yeah, that old. You are. Yeah, uh, but, not that old. Right, you got that. that you bring back some of those people. You're going to bring back the interest, right? And then you got the social media going on. When The Rock came back, social media went <laughs> – it was like Taylor mm-hmm. Swift and Travis Kelsey level that that well, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe not as big, but mm-hmm. that match between uh, the men's rumble, uh, mm-hmm. I, what's your take? Do you think WWE should have maybe went with somebody else to win that rumble? Because uh, I believe, and again, remembering this correctly, this is the mm-hmm. second time he's won it in a row, which is the first time yeah. that's been done since Hulk Hogan. If I heard those references, uh, references I think there's on Michaels, four, I believe there's a few. Yeah, there's four people that have won it. Twice back to back. I can't yeah. remember all of them. First time in like 20 something years or something. Yeah. They backed themselves into a corner. Cody should have just won at Mania last year because the belt, the championship run has gotten so stale since. It's just been a year of waiting and we all knew where it was going. We all knew it was Cody and Roman at Mania. And at no point, even last year, did I really care about Cody Rhodes. It was the lowest hanging fruit you could have possibly picked. And you just, yeah, you postponed it for a year, and I, I didn't like it to start with, and then I had to wait for a whole year just for him to do it all over again to fight to fight Roman at Mania, or is Roman gonna be fighting The Rock now? So Cody's got to fight Seth Rollins instead. I don't know. Nothing against the guy personally. I just don't. I just don't care for Cody Rhodes even a little bit. So uh, thumbs down from me. No good surprise returns either. There was like a few from other companies that came, like Andrade and stuff like that, but like. There was no, like, I don't know. You have, like, X-Pac coming sometimes. That's cool. That's fun, it, you know? The X-Factor. Right. The X- exactly. Yeah, the X-Factor. Got it. Like, why not? Like, that's fun stuff. But they didn't really have any of that this year. Um, I don't know. It just seemed a little lackluster. The thing I will applaud them for, though, is they only had four matches on the card. And when you start that show at 8 and it's running past 11, four is plenty. You do not need more if it's already running that long. Exactly. Uh, I I would have liked to see that, you know, I know they incorporated the women's and everything, they incorporated bringing in other wrestlers from other, some other. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have liked to see, you know, a, a couple surprises come out. If it was Edge, just come out to be a little surprise. That's uh, not going to happen, unfortunately. No, it's not. Uh, WWE under- and, and AEW are... Uh... Not, not seeing eye to eye right now. No, yeah. even uh, I like to say you were going to say Undertaker. Right? Undertaker, right? He's done. Let that He's dude. So old. He's so old. Get that dude a cane. Get him a nice fucking warm blanket. Let that dude just rest, Relax. man. Yeah, like or even The Rock. Maybe that would have been a good opportunity for him to come mm-hmm. out and knock out and yeah. then point at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the call the out to Roman, right? Because the next thing, go ahead, go ahead. You know, you got Cody and Roman was there. Mm-hmm. Up he was there he fought yeah but he but in the he was in the press box right and cody was looking at him point at him right mm-hmm. so they're trying to line up where it is roman but i love the storyline better where it's the rock against roman it just yeah way better seth rollins and cody rhodes i think that makes good sense I like but it match. sounds like they're going the other way though it sounds like they're giving cody the thing against Roman, but are they going to triple? Are they going to do a triple threat match? Maybe are they going to look at right. it where the Rock's going to show up somehow and challenge them, and then uh, Triple H or somebody's going to say something to make it a bit more entertaining? Then oh, let's make it more entertaining. A no holds barred triple threat match between the Rock and Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, right? I don't know. I, mm. I 
Who knows? Triple, There's endless. threat matches are always no rules. So just putting yeah. that out there. Thank you. But yeah. Well, actually, what I remember with triple threat before people that are my, I would say my generation, but if I, I thought if I remember correctly, triple threat matches were not always no, no holds barred. I don't uh, know. If, I truly I believe don't they know. are. If they are, I will stand corrected. Nonetheless, let's get something booming that's going to have The Rock in there. Because if you have The Rock in there, you know yeah. things are, people are going to watch that. But I think it's almost time, Alex, to let Roman surrender. Oh, yeah, this is it. He won't make it past this mania. Absolutely not. There's and no if he way. does, if he does, goddamn, do something <laughs> new with him, man. Make him show up the TV every now and then. Literally. Um, at, at the touch of your point of having uh, The Rock in the Rumble, it would probably be good for his cardio because when he showed up on Raw and threw a couple punches, he was <gasps> after. So, I mean, it would have been good. Don't tell him that. <laughs> Whatever. But, I mean, and then whoever throws him out of the Rumble, say he doesn't win and you have Cody win, that's huge for whoever throws him out. That makes them look so good because they eliminated the Rock from the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And, that, and that's just – you get – Two birds, one stone. You get the rock back moving and advance his story. And two, you potentially make another big name superstar out of whoever eliminated him. But uh, I think I think that's all my thoughts on the Royal Rumble this year. It was a, it was a ah, show. It started really hot and slowed down throughout. And you don't like to see that. But otherwise, nah, it was fun. I was happy I watched it. I wanted to give some WWE love today. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I wanted to. Now, transitioning par we're going there's going to be a lot of points in hockey that we're going to touch on a few of it's just going to be very brief for just 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 due to sensitivity of time and obviously to keep the content as relevant as we can um the expansion in the nhl today obviously chicklets kevin weeks i should say posted about you know georgia today and i'm not going to read the tweet we're not going to even pop it on screen you've likely seen it you know that the nhl is considering expansion it's not a secret but it seems like the state of georgia has got their hands in the pot and they want to have a team brought back to atlanta so par what i'll ask you is atlanta question mark and then the second part is where would you locate two teams not one two teams where would I put two new teams? Yeah, but okay. answer Atlanta first. Um, Atlanta, but why? I mean, <laughs> the the theory of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and it failing. Yeah, I mean, if you're going for the hat tricks of failed franchises, I mean, go back. I mean, Winnipeg's not even selling that many seats, or at least they weren't at the beginning of the year. And I heard some rumblings like, eh, people aren't so sure about it. And that would be the same franchise failing two times. That's crazy. Yeah. Keep gary really atlanta of all places um i don't know where i would put another team i mean we've seen vegas work really really well and i mean surprisingly surprisingly right but it's surprisingly you go i didn't believe it i didn't either oh god i thought that didn't make any sense at all but i mean i don't know you're there on a thursday night and the shows aren't playing or whatever so you need something to do go to one of the best atmospheres of a hockey game that you could possibly get the entertainment's great all that stuff I don't, I don't really know where I would go. I guess like Quebec City is like an easy answer. Toronto, a second team, always gets brought up. Oh, I think that I hate make that. Any sense. I yeah, hate that. So you got two Ottawa. You got two Ottawa. Nope. You have two Ontario teams. You got Ottawa, Toronto. I know you got the demographic. No, 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 no. Two Ontario teams. Y'all be crazy. Don't, don't do that. I, New York's got four. Yeah, New Jersey, Buffalo, New York, New York, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, 
and that's what people tell me sometimes. They say, hey, like Buffalo, you know, New Jersey, the New Yorks, there's four New York teams. Why wouldn't three Ontario teams work? I'm not saying it wouldn't work. And I'm trying to eliminate the Toronto bias on me a little bit here. You know, I want, I think it's fine where it is in Ontario. I, I personally have always been attracted to, yes, Quebec City to have another team, but Halifax, Nova Scotia, but their population is, right? That, that's the tough part, but I, that would be a cool storyline. I'm not saying to go there. Mm. I just think that'd be cool to go there. You call them the Halifax Highlanders, right? Let's, let, let's go there. Let's make a little story out of it. But I think if I had to say Atlanta, first off, part, I don't have to get into it too much because you said my exact quote, the definition of insanity. And as a friend of ours and analyst on this show, he doesn't actually, don't, we're not, I don't call everybody analyst. It just slipped that way. But co-host, that's the term I want to use. Dane Hantro, the Atlanta three-peats was the joke that he used in the chat. Yeah, I like that. Right? Don't, don't do it. I, I think it's a stupid call. I But again, we, there's a team still in Arizona. I'm sorry, Arizona fans. But it seems like they're trying. there's something there in Georgia we don't know. I just don't think it's a good idea. Dave, imagine Toronto gets a second team and that team wins the cup before the Leafs do. Yeah, I would. I, then we can't show our faces in public anymore. That Trump would be that fans. would be the funniest outcome of all time. I like two spots, and and I'm gonna give a notable to a third because they kind of creeped up. But the two notables that I think should have a team is Houston. I, I think Houston would be okay. I know Dallas has a team though, and there's that question, right? Well, but have teams in Dallas and Houston can definitely work. Yeah, that would work. Uh, so that's one. And the other team, and people are going to roll their eyes because they hear enough of the city, Kansas City. I, 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 I like the, the idea of Kansas City. Uh, I know there's, you know, you can think of RL St. Louis as close or whatever it may be. But I think the way that sports are, are in Kansas City, the Missouri area, the, that whole region in the states, I'm not going to name all the surrounding states because I'll be honest with you, I don't memorize them. I, I don't know them all. But I think a team could fit in Kansas City. A third team, if you want to know my third team, my notable, because I'm sure everyone's curious about it, Utah. Yeah. Utah. Utah's actually trying to make moves right now to have that happen. They're in talks with the NHL. Yeah. Um, they might have to build a new arena, but the Jazz would also play there if they did it. So, yeah, um, that makes sense. I, and I think – I don't know if I'm right, so don't take this to heart. Please do your own research that they might be talking to the city about trying to get funds to build a new arena. Um, yeah, so I think Utah is actually more realistic than most people think. It is. And if it's Houston, Utah, that's fine. I, but Quebec City is not getting the love. And the reason why I didn't mention Quebec City is because I've come to the realization that's not going to happen. It's not. It's, it's, uh-huh. it's, it should. I think it should. But again, you're going back to a city that didn't work before. So – Maybe it's time to give somebody else a chance that hasn't had the chance yet. That is yeah, like Atlanta. <laughs> like Atlanta, Utah, mm-hmm. Utah, Kansas, in all seriousness, Utah, Kansas, Houston, those are cities I think should be getting a look. And I think you really have to relocate the Coyotes, but I think they, they, want, they want to keep them there. They really want to keep them there. Speaking of expansions, this kind of transitions a little bit. Not really. We're going to go into another thing of expansion. The draft segment? The draft segment? I was going to say that or, or if recent age, all this different topics we're planning on touching on. But quick point I'll mention about expansion because it's not really expansion to relocation. Mississauga, uh, the Steelheads will be moving to Brampton. 
Brampton had an OHL team called the Brampton Battalion, okay? And that didn't work out. They moved over the North Bay. wasn't working. Mississauga's not working. And it seems like they're just going to be looking to go back to Brampton. Not uh, a, I'm not in the business side of it. I know there's more that you can look on a post from TSN. I'm not going to take their quotes from their articles. You can check it out. Just my opinion on it. I think they should keep them in Mississauga. I think going back to Brampton really isn't the idea, but what other city are you going to go to in Ontario, right? I, like there's the options to run it a little bit thin, people say, and I agree with them on that. But again, speaking of expansion or relocation, that is happening. Um, the all-star game topic par, I don't want to beat this topic up too much because we talk about it every year. Yeah, it sucks. It's for kids, but do you care about it? I care about the skills competition because they're having like eight big names compete for a million dollars. And that's yep. cool. Like I'll get to see these players actually try the game. Everybody's hung over. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Who cares? It's for kids. It's, it's not for us. Oh, skills comp. They took out Jack Hughes. Cause I think he's injured. Yep. You would know. Jesper Brat. They put Matt Barzell into that skills competition. Though, the eight person Matt Barzell is not as sexy of a name as Jack Hughes is. I think Jack Hughes would have been much more fun. But it is what it is, and I'm applauding the NHL for their efforts in actually doing something worth watching. That was the point of the All-Star game. I know the game's the game, but the game used to be back in 2000 when they had it in Toronto was a hard – it was a great All-Star weekend team. They were trying. There was bumps on the boards. Hmm? Did you go? Were you there? No, no, I was not there. I watched it. I remember being nine years Mm -hmm. old watching my parents' basement. It's still to this day, and I remember remember it because it was so great to watch. That skills comp, Chris Pronger – McKinnis, the guys that were there, nostalgic names, big names in Toronto. The, the Air Canada Centre is what it was called before, Scotiabank, and it was new. Uh, that's why they went there. And it, obviously, being in Toronto, hockey mecca of the world, they're going to get an all-star game, especially with the new arena. So they they have uh, – it was, it was well done. So I hope that they can replicate that in this all-star game for what they did in 2000. But it, it's cool. I like that draft. And the skills competition, I'm all in. And like Par said, the game, yeah. It's a good idea having the three. Like, I, I get it. The idea is there. It's just the effort isn't there. But the skills competition is where I want to see the effort because I want to see the skills. But I would rather them start bringing people that aren't just the sexy household names. I want them to start bringing people that truly would have the hardest shot, truly would yeah. be the best angler. I yeah. would love to see that. I think that would be more effective into in the NHL all-star game. You do that in the NBA for this for the dunk contest. Those guys are not all-stars most of the time. Those guys are just guys that can dunk. 100%. And now like I said, you bring in people that have a skill at the hardest shot, skill at the dangling, skill for fastest skater, target shooting. You bring in the best at those positions, that would be so entertaining and so awesome to watch. Not just bringing in the name, bringing in the people, the players that would be best for those re- respective competitions uh, that would be in place. But again, then you're starting to bring not just big household names, you bring in other players, but you should be open to ideas to try to expand this. Definitely try to capitalize on the viewership with the draft, fantasy draft, and the skills competition. Because No, I want to see all-stars like Frank Vitrano and Boone Jenner do the, the hardest shot competition. I don't know what they're actually doing, but... Yeah, Boone Jenner... Definitely a leadership guy. Maybe they should make a leadership competition. Uh, now, uh, the, some other recent OHL news. I get to very quickly through these. Uh, uh, through this, not, I don't mean to say that that way quickly. Obviously, I know we're sensitive for time. So I'm not going to dissect too much uh, getting into these points. But uh, the first thing I want to bring up is, of course, 
uh, here in Sault Ste. Marie. That's where the Game Sports Podcast is located. Uh, we do coverage on the Sioux Greyhounds we have since we started the show, and we work closely with the Greyhounds, especially from a media perspective. And, you know, the there there was a, a goaltender's name that was up in the Raptors there at the, the GFL Memorial Gardens. Uh, John Van Beesbrook, uh, obviously who played in the National Hockey League, notably for Florida, lost the Stanley Cup Finals to Colorado. Uh, there, there was a letter that was sent out by Trevor Daly uh, for the Diversity Alliance, the Hockey Diversity Alliance, uh, essentially, in summary, thanking uh, to have that the jersey taken down because of an incident that occurred between John Van Beesbrook and Trevor Daly. Um, if you want to look up what that story is, if you're unfamiliar with it, you can look it up. We're not going to get into that story or any reminders, but of course it was a very traumatizing event for Trevor Daly due to the actions of John Van Beesbrook and his uh, banner, his jersey was taken down from the rafters at the GFL Memorial Gardens. Uh, so I wanted to state that piece of news uh, given um, that uh, people of course would want to know as we um, try to share as much as we can here on the Game Sports Podcast. Uh, the next point I want to get to, again, it's a very... It's a very Rick Rest Westhead is his reporting level has been on a on a different level. Uh, he's definitely getting out facts. Uh, he's doing what he can to keep everyone updated on the the, the particular situation uh, that's occurring with the London Police and uh, those that are involved um, that have taken leaves of absences from their teams in relation to surrendering themselves to the London Police and. <laughs> the one of the players, Dylan Dubé, that the, was brought up has what's caused a lot more discussion because of Calgary, because of what his rationale was with leading, leaving the team, then Calgary not knowing, and then find out what the true cause was. Nonetheless, the five players uh, that have come forward uh, and have been released, you got Dylan Dubé, you got uh, Foote, you got Formerton, you got McLeod, and you got Carter Hart. Um, that have come forward and there's no details about the like, in-depth details about what the trial official date is uh, but of course um, it's going to be quite some time before we get any determination about what is going to be the actions of this but those are the five players that are no longer uh, playing professional hockey at this point and have taken leaves from their team as this is being investigated and if this is the first time that you are hearing about this as i said at the beginning rick westhead is your source your main source i'm going to give him the full credit and of course um you can find it online in multiple sources the game will not get into yeah um, me, and, me and dave me and dave are idiots we we are not the guys to listen to to give you the facts on this case there are very many 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 great sources on it out there you just got to go look and you don't have to go look hard but um definitely educate yourselves on this matter for sure yeah and par and i have done so but we're not going to share the education we have because we've learned it from somebody else and we want you to look it up further but that's the news that we will give you in regards to the situation and the the time will tell in regards to future details that will be shared uh, other brief points I want to get into, Alex, before the redraft. Uh, the Canucks have given an extension to Patrick Alvin, gets a multi-year extension in Vancouver. Look, a year ago, I was I was chirping Vancouver about what they did to Boost Brudrow, friend of the show, mind you, uh, and someone who I've had on the show, and his son, Ben, who's having a great time in the Ontario Hockey League right now coaching. Um, another friend of the show as well. 
the Vancouver Canucks have surprised all this year, and I'm sure Bo Horvat is kicking himself in the ass uh, for, for leaving Vancouver. That team is doing quite well, and they're looking quite exciting. Frederick Anderson is resuming skating. Former Leaf, a blood clot issue. It seems like he is going to try to get back into action. Good to see for Freddie. I've always loved Freddie. He was a good goalie when he was in Toronto. I, Despite the success that didn't occur, it's not all on him. I, I, I think Freddie was a good goalie in Toronto. Phil Kessel wants back in the NHL still. Of yeah, course so he is. And I would love to as well. Zach Parise is a recent signing with the Colorado Avalanche. Why not Phil Kessel? Will Phil Kessel come back to the NHL? If he does, where does he go? My prediction is the Avalanche. Par, do you have a prediction? I don't think he's going to be back in the NHL. I just, I, I've never really given any thought to where he would go because I just don't think it's going to happen. Man, okay, okay. Chicago. That's where I think he would go. Nice. Not throw, a bad throw, some, throw some money at an old guy. Oh, hey, Connor, you don't have Corey Perry anymore. Here's Phil Castle. He's he's won a couple of cups. He can teach you a thing or two. Just stay away from that Coke that he drinks every game. No hot, <laughs> and hot dogs, dogs that he drinks. Yeah, no exactly. I don't, who do you think will sign Phil Castle if he returns? Comment below. And joke of the day that I want to share that I heard today. I know Parr probably gave this a read and – I got to love the chirps when it comes to Toronto, but I thought it'd be funny for people to hear this. So let me read this for you as I look to a screen and not directly at my camera. Joke I heard today. That's exactly what I put. Par will tell you what I put on the, on the script. Oh, Austin, I didn't read it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I'm sure you didn't. Austin Matthews' fa- uh, flavored prime drink is now available in Canada. Nope, that's mm-hmm. not the joke. Stanley Cup sold separately. Ah, I saw one that said, great for the golf course. Okay. Okay. And love, gotta love those trips. Why don't you tell us a joke? If you want to tell us a joke of the day, but if if, if you've tried this awesome Matthews favorite uh, flavored prime drink, let me know before I go buy it. I'm I'm curious, just because yes. I looked for it at the grocery store today. I didn't see it. Ah, probably a popular seller because getting ready for those golf golf golf. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Got to bring it to the simulator. Yeah, simulated. It's mm-hmm. a good example. All right, Alex. Uh, we are in the 1982. We have went in our DeLorean, and we went back in time, and we are here to help those as we bring the uh, the entry draft segment that we have started to do. We started from 1980. We had 1980, 1981. Now we're in the third week of doing this, and we're going to do this all the way up to present 1982 NHL draft. We are going to go back in time in our DeLorean, and we're going to help the Boston Bruins uh, we're going to help the Minnesota North Stars. almost said Minnesota Twins. Forgive me. Not a thing. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs, Philadelphia Flyers, and Washington Capitals make their selections in this year's uh, 1982 draft. Okay? And if you need a quick refresher, very simple. We're only redrafting the top five picks in the 1982 NHL draft. Par, you're going to go first. Perfect. Do you, do you want me to go bottom up? Or should I save my number one pick for last? Or do you want me to go one through five? You do what you want. I will give you. You're you're All the right. time traveler who's making this choice. You choose what you want to do. All right. I want to go from my fifth pick to my first pick. I feel like that'll leave more of a reveal. I feel like the number one is a little bit more exciting than number five. Number five, Ron Hextall. Oh. You want to sell? You want to sell some tickets? Get oh. that guy playing for you because somebody's gonna lose their shins that game. Number four. <laughs> Scott Stevens, easy pick. This was a prime player in the dead puck era where nobody was scoring because of big fucks like Scott Stevens who would take your head off even if you thought of scoring. Number three, this might be controversial, Doug Gilmore. 
A lot of points. Stanley Cup champion. But you know who else had 1,000 points plus in this draft? Defenseman Phil Housley. How often are we seeing defensemen put up 1,200 points in their career? Nope. Not very often. 1,000-point forwards come not a dime a dozen, but more frequently than that. So the number one pick, very easily, 1,600 games. Dave Anderchuk. You need a guy to win you a cup, bring you some veteran leadership, and have a long career? Dave Anderchuk's your guy. Love that. Love it. Var's got picks. Let us know what you think of his picks. You will not know Dane's picks this week because we don't read them unless you're here live, Dane. Thanks for sending them. <laughs> I'm not reading them. Really? Do you want me to read them? All right. Well, go ahead. Read Dane's picks. Alex that will was, read Dane's picks for him. Okay. That was hilarious. So it feels nice. Okay. I got, I got Dane's. I'll go from five to one. He went Hextall, Anderchuk, Stevens, Housley, Gilmore. Closet Leafs fan, Dane Hantro. Well, of course it is. I think there is some similarity in picks, of course. uh, But nonetheless, we'll do it anyways. The first, I'm going to go in the same. uh, No, you know what? Par went from fifth up. Mm -hmm. I will go first to fifth. Okay. Okay. That is Mm -hmm. what I will do. I will do first to fifth. With the first overall pick, the Boston Bruins are proud to select Doug Gilmore. Wow. Wow. Auto fans swallow that. You and Dane both went Gilmore first. Okay. Gilmore first, given what he can bring to the ice. Number two, the Minnesota North Stars are proud to select Phil Housley. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. to take a defenseman like that. I think that is imperative. The third overall pick, the Toronto Maple Leafs are proud to select, he was a Leaf anyways, Dave Anderchuk. Of course, look at the resume. The fourth overall pick, the Philadelphia Flyers are proud to select, they're going to love this, Scott Stevens. Yeah, the guy who took Eric Lindros out is going to be Eric Lindros' teammate. Okay, mm-hmm. figure that out. With the fifth overall pick, the Washington Capitals are proud to select Pat Verbeek. I, wow. went, I went with Pat, uh, Pat Verbeek in terms of games played, law, who longevity. Who's your three again? My, my three was Dave Anderchuk. Okay, okay. I was going to say, I thought I didn't hear him there. I was going to say, I don't know. No. Don't, okay. Notable sixth is definitely Ron Hextall. Uh, you got to give a notable sixth to Ron Hextall. Uh, he was, uh, for obvious reasons, but goaltending was very important. I was hum- I was really thinking I was going to throw him fifth, but I think the games that Verbeek played, to have someone play 1,400 games, I think, and have over 1,000 points, a lot of teams would take that. Um, and... I think it would be a good addition to Washington. So Gilmore, Andertuck, Housley, Stevens, Verbeek in that order, one to five. Isn't that fun and enjoyable? That, that is so great. Um, Alex Parr. Dave well, McKay. We yeah. had um, a hell of a time today talking hockey. We talked WWE. It was little, great. Little smackdown. Little smackdown was oh. late. Layeth the SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Hockey Chat all over the place with multiple topics. Let us know what you think about all of our points. It's time for me to let Alex go. Go enjoy some dinner. And nice. when, when I come back, I'm going to have Paul Van Wagner joining myself, uh, talking a nice little segue into our In the Pocket segment, which will be in the third segment. Uh, but Paul's going to be here strictly talking about the Detroit Lions. Going to give a little bit of love to a lot of uh, the good amount mm-hmm. of faithful 
Game Sports Podcast listeners uh, that are Detroit Lions fans, Paul's going to be here to chat with you a little bit about his thoughts about their loss to the 49ers as we transition to In the Pocket here on this edition of the game. Alex, just, thank you very much, man. Yeah, and just before you start that segment, uh, I just can't wait for all the Detroit fans to go back to where they were before uh, with no meaning at all because Jordan Love's going to run the NFC North next year. And they know it, and they're scared of it. So I hope they enjoyed this little, this little fun little run that they had. First time in 30 years, you get a playoff win. Grow up, Detroit. You're done for next year. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, Alex from a Green Bay fan. Let us know if you're going to take that, Lions fans. Let us know. First all right, all, they've been taking it from the Packers for the last three decades. Are you kidding me? I guess no love from the one that has a quarterback with the same last name. Mm-hmm. Listeners, we'll be right back here on the Game Sports Podcast, powered by 91N. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. This is Dave McKay continuing to host you this evening. I am joined by Justin Heichel. Before I bring in Justin Heichel, I want to let you know, listeners, I am very sorry. I know I did promise you the one and the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Longtime radio host of over 25 years, in particular with ESPN in Virginia, with Blacksburg for the past number of years. Paul Van Wagner, as you know him here in these parts of Sault Ste. Marie, if you are in these surrounding parts, as Junior. Uh, unfortunately, we did do a recording and due to some corruptions in technology, we will say we could not use that file and have it uploaded. It was a fantastic segment too. We actually had a little bit of hockey talk in there. We mixed a lot about the Lions in there. It was great content, but unfortunately we will not be able to share it with you. My apologies. It could not be salvaged and we could not schedule recording in time for this required upload of the show. So I apologize to you that we do not have Paul coming on in a second segment. This show will only be a second or two segmenter, we'll call it that. That's the word I'm going to use here. We had myself and Alex at the beginning, and this will be myself and Justin talking in the pocket. But even before in the pocket, I got to get to that hockey content that I've been dying to share with you that we would have been having already shared at the second segment because we missed talking about it in the first segment because it was breaking news, okay? So I'll get to the agenda just momentarily here. I want to bring in Justin. He's been waiting. Justin, my friend, thanks for coming on. How is everything? Good to be here. Sorry for everyone. Uh, I'm not Paul. So, uh, (laughs) you know, you get me instead. Um, But uh, no, we're here. Uh, We got, uh, what the trade big trade happened just a couple minutes ago there and uh that's uh let's talk about that and then we'll uh, hammer into the our super bowl chat 150 percent. justin said it right there we're going to be talking about a big trade that happened in the national hockey league that we couldn't report as i said in the second segment then we're going to be doing right into our in the pocket where we talk about the conference championship games to a brief point of course and then we are going to give a little bit of reaction about the lions because that would have been with me and Paul, but there's a lot of good points that I feel I shared and even Paul. And then of course we'll get into our Super Bowl preview and picks before we wrap up the show. We got about 20, 25 minutes. And for the individual that's responsible for the timing tonight, it's actually Justin. It's not gonna be me because we're gonna give Justin the trial on time because yours truly as a producer has been doing a great job on the time side of it. So let's get right into it, Justin. Let's talk about this trade that we want to talk about that we that couldn't be mentioned earlier. In the National Hockey League, there was a breaking trade, okay, that the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames made. And it's gonna be a domino effect for the rest of the league, I feel like. Finally, I think Vancouver already started that domino effect when they acquired Zadorov. Well, well, you figure. 
But I think this is the trade that's going to start getting everybody talking a bit more, getting the getting the trades going a little bit more as the trade deadline is very near. It's quicker, going to come quicker than you think. The Vancouver Canucks acquired Elias Lindholm from the Calgary Flames for Andre Kuzmenko, Hunter Bruskevich, Yanni Yarmo, a 2024 first round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick. Okay. To wrap up this trade, if you think of it from my perspective, before I go over to Justin, very simple. The Vancouver Canucks move on from Bo Horvat last year. They bring in some pieces for Bo Horvat. Lindholm is going to slide into the top six very nicely. It's a guy who not only has a good smile, he's somebody who's going to put the puck in the net and play both sides of the puck effectively, which would be very good and fit the system very nicely for Tockett there in Vancouver. They, they, I don't want to say they replaced Bo Horvat, uh, but they technically... I feel may have a little bit in this trade with already having to add pieces that they did from the Horvat trade. They obviously moved out one of those trades earlier this year, but besides the point, Lindholm is going to be going into Vancouver and he's going to slide into its top six role. And he's going to be playing a, obviously very, very much in variety of situations, the power play probably, I think he probably be more on the second unit, but he's going to be more thriving on the penalty kill. If they're in a five on four, five on three situation, this is somebody who can bring leadership to a room and overall they get a player who can help them win now. And I want to say right off the hop, as I'm talking about Vancouver, this is a team that has exceeded expectations this year. Statistically, I'm going to prove something to you. They are technically along with Winnipeg, Canada's best team right now. I know Leafs, Leafs fans, myself and Justin are those people, may not like to hear that, okay? Edmonton or the fans may not like to hear that. Oh, we've won 16 in a row. Look, I know you have. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about right now in the standings. You pop up the standings. Who do you see up there? Okay, Vancouver is looking really good right now. They've been consistent all year. Good goaltending defensively has been wild since it got to door up. They have Myers back there. Philip Peronek, that trade with the Detroit Red Wings, everyone was flipping out about saying, oh, they traded a first-round pick for Peronek. I think it looks pretty good right now. Uh, the moves Vancouver have made have been effective, okay? And this roster, despite what happened last year, it's last year. This year, this roster has exceeded expectations they've been playing well consistent throughout the lineup they're very tough to play against they get in your face they score goals they 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 overall play consistent and let's think of it this way when you're doing well you need to be rewarded and what does vancouver's gm patrick alvin do who just recently got an extension he rewards this roster and he rewards this roster in a very big way getting one of the big fish that were on the trade market that's going to be very good in their top six and can play in various situations of the game. When a team is playing good, if you want to instill further confidence, I know Justin's going to bring up another point about maybe keeping certain players. I'll leave that to Justin. Um, that is what's going to be a key piece here. He is somebody who may not stay in Vancouver. It's going to be hard, especially from, from a salary cap standpoint. But again, when a team is playing well, they're at the, where they're at now, and that your team that's a buyer, you must reward your team. And that will even get them to step up to the next point in confidence if Vancouver even has another level to go to because they're playing on such confidence right now, being led by Quinn Hughes on that back end. The kid is a stud. Reward the roster. Vancouver has done that. Justin, before we go over to talk about Calgary's bring on in this trade, what effect do you think that Lindholm will have on that lineup with Vancouver? And what other effects could happen on that lineup if Lindholm even decides to stay in Vancouver? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I think it just gives another Swede to the lineup. Um, 
to help with Pedersen there. I mean, oh, they have another one. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean, we've we've all seen the rumors floating around earlier this year that you know maybe he doesn't want to be there, and uh, you know all that kind of jazz. Um, but honestly, it doesn't look like it. I mean, from an outsider looking in and looking at their position in the standings, they look pretty happy together. They look like a pretty good team. So, um, but I think honestly, bringing in another guy who's um, a big leadership, uh, a leadership piece to the locker room, uh, like Lindholm is, uh, really benefits that younger group that they have there. And um, honestly, might be a, a good match to uh, to re-sign Lindholm in uh, in Vancouver. Uh, which then would maybe entice Pedersen to sign an extension in Vancouver. You know, it might have the domino effect on the roster. Yep. Um, but yep. I mean, it seems like the exact opposite's going on in Calgary. Everyone's uh, getting the, uh, the the f out of town there. That's uh, that's what's the heck going out. On. And they're not done. And Conroy, and well, that's a good transition to Calgary. Before and after we talk about Calgary, we'll do a grade of the the tr- uh, the trade. And then, of course, as promised, this is supposed to be the in the pocket segment, so we will talk football. That I assure you. <laughs> but it's great. I get to talk hockey with Justin. We haven't done that in a while, so I'm a little bit excited for this. So, Calgary Flames get three prospects, one of which isn't a prospect. He's an NHL-ready player. They have a first-round pick, and he's not even young. He's a 27-year-old. So let me rephrase that. Two prospects, an NHL-ready player, a, to- a first-round pick, and a conditional fourth. Kuzmenko is going to play top six minutes there in Calgary on a team that has a lot of money to some forwards. Hubert, though, and Kadri, okay? There's some money towards guys, especially the Nazem Kadri, and there's somebody who said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Hey, you just signed a very long contract. Like, yikes. Uh, Hubert, yeah, you're, yikes. You're there. You're there. <laughs> you're, you're there now. Uh, but he's going to slide in and play some top six minutes. Is he somebody who I think would make sense to play with Huberto? No, I don't. I don't think that would work. I think Kuzmenko's got to play with Kadri uh, as long as Kadri isn't playing with Huberto. Uh, I think that would make sense. Uh, I I think the work of Kadri down low and the way he plays would be more effective for Kuzmenko. But having that top six minutes is going to be a benefit to, to to Kuzmenko to really try to get out of his shell a little bit further, where it really hasn't been able to blossom any further in Vancouver. Okay. Uh, Hunter, who they brought over, a great prospect, defensive prospect. He's somebody who will be a little bit, I don't want to say he's a project, but you got to give him both three to four years, I think, before you start seeing him in the National Hockey League. And Yormo, there's a guy that's just looking for a different fit too as well. It's a good move there. The first round pick, it's a late pick. Who cares? It's a first round pick. It's a prospect in a in a draft that people have mixed feelings about. I don't think it's a very heavy draft or, or anything too wild if you want to look back at previous drafts, but hey, if you look at our draft segments, there's been some drafts where people get drafted late that we would actually draft higher now if we can go into the go into the past. So who knows what that pick can do? You really rely on your scouts for the first and fourth. But we're talking about the players. Kuzmenko, key piece of that going over along with these four other pieces. It's on the headline on TSN even. says Kuzmenko and four other pieces. Okay, we know who the headline is. The Calgary Flames get a boatload back. Get a boatload back. Justin, I'll I'll let you share your point that we were talking about off air prior about maybe Calgary got a little bit extra than people would have anticipated. I mean, honestly, I think just my initial reaction is Calgary won the deal out of the two of them. Yeah, uh, I mean we could we could overanalyze this till we're blue in the face. But I mean, if, <laughs> if Vancouver has playoff success, then you know, I, I honestly, it's sometimes both teams they could just trade and it works out. I mean, yep. sometimes 
teams get screwed. Um, <laughs> but sometimes it works out. And honestly, at, if we look at this six months from now, I, I honestly think it's probably a tie. Yep. Um, you know, five years from now, who knows? But at, today, at this point, Calgary won the deal. Uh, I think Kuzmenko has a little bit more upside. The only thing that scares me about him, like I said, like we talked about earlier, is like, like he's a pretty old rookie, like 27, 26, 27. Michael Bunting feelings. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, um, yeah, like Billy Madison kind of thing going on there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, he uh, he had quite a bit of a, an offensive touch the back half of last year, and things weren't going too great in Vancouver then. So maybe he goes to Calgary, they put him on a line on his own, uh, and, and he can drive a line. Maybe that's what he needs. You know, maybe he just needs some opportunity, and looks like there's plenty of opportunity in Calgary right now to put some points up, so... I think, and then Calgary has to ice a team, okay? Like, I know, and they're not, they're not even, like, tanky. They're not, they're, they're not even really doing that, but you can tell that they're making moves, and I well, should correct I myself. Like, I saw the deal, and I was like, they're, they're sellers, I guess? That's... It's, it's a, like, the trade deadline's March 8th, right? We're looking at that about a month from now. If Kuzmenko goes in there in Calgary and performs high, do they flip him at the deadline if they're truly sellers? If you know you're not retaining right. somebody, but you got to... You got to also ice a team, okay? They're not going to trade. They're not. You're not moving Huberdo. Kadri, get warm, get tight. You're not going anywhere. Mackenzie Weger, you're not going anywhere. The guys that look like they could be on the way out are guys like um, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Noah Hannafin, Chris Tanev, and and Jakob Markstrom. Though, though, maybe Dan Vladar. I, I because you have Dustin Wolf waiting in the wings there. If you want to get some younger pieces in there, okay? So maybe there is more to this trade that Calgary will achieve. It could be a second. It could be a player. It could be a first. I don't think anyone's going to give up a first for Kuzmenko, to be honest with you. Maybe a second or third round pick. But Calgary scouts can be effective here. And not to go into it too much longer, as we've already eaten up about 11 minutes of the time, but we have to make sure we give our fact about this. I think it's going to be such a big domino effect. The Vancouver Canucks, to give the grade, I give them a C-plus on this. That's really low. People aren't going to like it. But I'm talking about overall as a trade value. C plus to Vancouver, and I'm going to give an A minus to Calgary. I think they did a great job here. I think they won the trade if on the outside looking in. But if you're looking at me who won that trade now, I would trade my grade. Obviously, Vancouver A plus wins that trade now, very simply. Okay, but hindsight, and I'm going to say this again. Then when we talk football, hindsight's always 2020. Okay, so we will see what happens. But overall, buyers are Vancouver. Reward the roster. They did that. Calgary's looking to move out pieces, and Craig Conroy is going to be a busy guy, and his price tag is not cheap and he is not caring because teams last minute will pay that and this wasn't even a last minute deal imagine if this was a trade deadline deal value for some reason people disagree but it goes up last minute if you're trying to sell somebody no but if you're trying to buy somebody oh baby that price goes up kudos to vancouver getting it done early calgary flames vancouver canucks big trade we talked hockey and football it's been a while since we've mixed things here so let's go back on point let's get to this point take a little breather this is the game sports podcast in mccake joined by justin heichel we appreciate the patience and we apologize again that paul couldn't join us and i forgot to mention that we did not have ej on this uh, segment as well we did plan to have ej but there was some more technological difficulties there so we've been dealing with a lot here on the producer end on the game sports podcast today so very happy you're able to join us remind you go to game sports podcast on instagram facebook and tiktok yes all over tiktoks we love the interaction on tiktoks keep it coming but don't hesitate to hit subscribe 
over 70% of you that view the videos on TikTok, even YouTube on 91N, are not hitting subscribe. If you like the content, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a subscribe. helps us go a long way. Justin, we're going to get into the pocket now, okay? We're going to get into football. We've got about give about 10, 15 minutes there into football, then we're wrapping up the show, okay? And there's points that we're going to get into. Justin and I are going to talk about championship games, and then we're going to get into the Super Bowl preview. Justin, let's go to the Lions first. Let's go to the Lions first, okay? And I just say the Lions because it did play a team. They're called the San Francisco 49ers. But obviously, there's a lot of close to home here when it comes to the Lions. Not because we're fans. If you know the show, we're not. He's a Colts fan. I'm a Steelers fan. But of course, we were cheering for the Lions here because you just, if you love sports, you you should have been cheering for the Lions. But a lot of fans and even co-founder, the, the late Scott Nason, um, he, he was a big Lions fan. Paul Van Wagner, who's part we couldn't upload big lions fan there there was disappointment they didn't win the, they didn't win they're not going to the super bowl the niners won justin before i get into my points that i had with paul i want to get your reaction and i mentioned my points with paul because i shared such good points i even typed them out but i'll get back to that in a minute justin what's your reaction about the detroit lions and 49ers game give it a reaction from both sides i guess we can't just go to the lions there's two teams that played that game uh i mean the Lions had them. They had them in the first half. Um, but, I mean, uh, when when things got crazy there, they uh, they stayed true to who they were. I mean, that's everyone wants to crap on Dan Campbell for not, uh, not kicking it and tying the game, but that's not who they were. That's not the locker room that, you know, the, they're not the guy that the locker room bought into, sorry. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I know there's some people going crazy out there, but honestly, I don't see many Lions fans going crazy about it. Nope. Um, you know, I think all every Lions fan out there that I've talked to is pretty ecstatic with how the season went. I mean, you had a season that dreams are made of. You had a playoff run that had the entire planet talking about you. Um, like really, I think. Everything is sunshine and rainbows going into Detroit next year. Did you make it to the Super Bowl? No. Is it a shitty loss? A hundred percent. But you got a fairly young team. And did those are those guys going to learn something here? Like that that hurt isn't going to go away. Did Dan Campbell learn something here? Like everyone, you know, this is a learning opportunity for everybody. Um, but honestly, my my thought on that is like they knew Tuesday before, like a week ago, you know, in their pregame meetings that they were going for it on fourth down. Like this wasn't. No, this wasn't discussed in the moment. No, Unless this... you're fourth and five, maybe you're not doing that. But fourth three, fourth two, fourth no, one. They were. They they just did like a show. How is everybody good with this? And then yeah, we're fine. Okay, so that's what we're doing. Yep. They I went. Mean, maybe they maybe not. Maybe it was a little more professional than the way it, I view it in my head, but maybe. honestly, I, I, I think <laughs> I. But as a, as a team guy here, I, I honestly think that everyone was just like, "Yep, we're that's that's who we are. We're the Lions. Let's do it." And even Eminem was into it. I think. Oh, Eminem! Now I know everybody would have loved Eminem to be in the Super Bowl for multiple reasons and because of other attendees potentially. Uh, but overall, just his he's been. Big Lions fan. It just the story would have been so much better from a media perspective if the Lions won and made it. I just feel like it would have been a better story. But I, I guess you know the the you can't 
when you have a game, there's you're paying you're you're paying yes, but you're playing four quarters. All right, you're the game doesn't end in the second quarter, and it seemed like after the half, it's even as a fan of particular sports teams, which I have another point in there in my write up that I'll say before we go to the Chiefs Ravens. Then of course the other we have a Super Bowl preview to talk about before we get going, so we're trying to make this as quick as we can with our time, but. There's four quarters in a football game, right? Uh, and the Lions didn't play a full four. Nor did the Niners. Nor did the Niners. Okay? So my point about the Lions I want to bring up, and I did, as I said, mention this with Paul, and I even typed it out because I feel like my rant was so good about the Lions. Paul even liked it. Paul even built off it, okay? And that's a Lions fan, and there's somebody who knows how to host a podcast and a, and a broadcast, all right? Lions, number one, Lions lost to the to a better team. But the Lions played better and deserved better. They had a 17-point lead. Coaches, the risk drops aside. It's a tough pill to swallow, okay? And it's tough to allow a team back in a game, but it's always to the old point. Good teams find ways to win. The Niners did that. Number two, if Dan Campbell succeeds on one of those fourth downs or both, we're sitting here right now giving him praise. There's a statue being built at Ford Field. Everything it would be all good and peachy in Detroit land, okay? Even if he went for those on fourth down and they still lost the football game somehow, he is not getting criticized because it didn't work. That's why we're talking about it. And what if he went for the kicks? What if the kicks were missed? Then what are we talking about? The what if, could have, should have, out of the game. Heichel just talked about it. It was decided. They knew what they were doing. They were going for it. If you want my opinion, very simple. I would have went for it the first time. If I would have missed, I would have said, eh, let's not do it a second time. That's truly what I would have did. But if anyone who knows me, I'm not a football coach. I didn't play a lick of football in my life unless it was gym class in high school. Okay, so don't take it from me. I'm just going to tell you from a coach experience perspective, I agree with playing it safe and getting points. But this was decided well before. And despite what Dan Campbell decided, it was a call that was well decided before the game. And you know what? They went for it. You got to give him credit. Number three, Reynolds dropped the ball, not once, but twice. Okay. And on top of him dropping the ball in a very high pressure situation in terms of the game stature, I mean, I gets the ball off somebody's head. Okay. And I forget who the defensive player was. I'm sorry, Lions fans. You can at me or comment below, but this is bounce off a football, bounce off the head, catch. No, the bounces just, no. (laughs) That's how you knew. That was the moment I think everyone knew. Yep. Uh, the Lions aren't winning. No. It's not, it, like, it's just not in the. There's no way, like, all these people talking about this, their script. It's You cannot. You There's no absolutely no way in hell that you <laughs> could come up with that play to just happen. That is yep. just. I don't know. Karma. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. Like, that's from that idiot from the Lions defense waving at all the fans at halftime. Well, Journey's playing in there. Don't stop believing. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't uh, stop. They didn't. And it, the bounces just weren't going that way. So in summary, you got the better team won this game on paper, but the Lions did deserve better. Dan Campbell, he went for those plays. It doesn't matter which way it would have went. We'd be having a different conversation right now if he made those. And three, there was plays that led up to their comeback. Reynolds' drops, had a head bounce in the air catch. 
look, you just knew that this was going to be overall hindsight is 2020. I said I would say that again. Many of you say that he did the wrong thing. Some of you may say he did the right thing or this thing was the wrong way. A lot of point the fingers. But let's see, let's say this quickly in summary. Michigan football this year in general was great to watch, and you were put to a treat. Michigan University wins the NCAA championship. Detroit Lions get to the conference championship. Furthest that they've been since 1991 when they lost to Washington. Uh, the the overall, uh, everything with Detroit and in Michigan right now, you should be holding up your head high. I know it's a tough pill to swallow. Take it from a fan who cheers for teams in sports in particular that break your heart. Hike knows what I'm talking about. If you know the show and who I cheer for, <laughs> you should know. And this, end of the day, this is something that's going to be a big building block for the Lions. And now Dan Campbell said we might not get there. It might be tough to get there. Screw that. This team is ready to, per- to proceed forward. They're going to be more attractive team to play to as well for players to be signed, make moves. I still think you should believe in Goff. He is the guy. And I believe this is the team that could still get there next year. The roar and the roar nation is in full effect. Okay, Justin, just very briefly about the Ravens and Chiefs because then I want to get to the Chiefs and 49ers. And then get and then overall our pick them and wrap up the podcast. Ravens, Chiefs. Okay, Lamar Jackson. I don't know where you want to go first with this. There's a couple points, uh, the, and I'll take two points. Travis Kelsey was a beast in this game. Travis Kelsey, sorry, was a beast in this game. Mahomes, Mahomes. That's all. And Lamar Jackson has not been great in high-profile games in the playoffs. He's been really inconsistent but this is still a top quarterback top three maybe top two should I say top two quarterback in the league I don't know if Joe Burrow or Josh Allen or let me get keep going on the list I know Patrick Mahomes would have something to say about that because he's number one uh maybe Brock Purdy has something to say about that as well but you you know the 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 Ravens I think are the better team on paper they are the better team but that don't mean shit. This is a one-game ins- elimination game against a team who's been there, led by a t- players who have been there and grinded to get there. Okay, there's a reason why they are who they are. And at the end of the day, the team that was better didn't win, but the team that showed up and were better that night won. And guys like Kelsey, and I'm going to keep saying it. It's, I'm not correcting myself. Kelsey, Mahomes, they showed up to play that game, and the Ravens couldn't contend. <sighs> You know it. It's it's frustrating to watch. My my gut reaction on this one is that, all right, the more experienced, the more playoff hardened team just won the game, and that's yeah. that's why this happened. Um, yep. In watching the game, like the first half of the football game was awesome. It was super competitive. It was like ten ten, I believe, <laughs> at, like, at halftime. Like it was. Yeah. The defenses both looked wild, and then they came out and. Kansas City's defense still looked wild after half, and Baltimore just came out flat. Yeah. And and to talk to the Lamar Jackson thing a little bit, like to me, it seems like it's in his head now where he just shouldn't run the ball. Uh, <laughs> don't be a running back, because like there were times where he could have just ran and got ten yards easily, easily, easily ten yards. There were times where with the hole that he had in the field, Peyton Manning could have ran and got ten yards. You and would know Peyton Manning if people get like. <laughs> get that reference and how funny that is, then, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson probably could have got 60. 60 uh, yards. With, with that. A lot and, faster than Peyton was. And to, uh, to me, it seems with the Ravens that they need an offensive coordinator that can 
almost play like a video game with Lamar Jackson, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like Lamar can call quite a bit of the offense on the fly. Um, but when times get tough, it seems like in the last, he just needs a hand, like just simple, like to, I don't even want to say simplify it, but just, I don't know. Like, it just seems like the guys aren't on the same page on the field. Good point. Like, I, I don't know. It just like receivers aren't where Lamar is throwing the ball. And I mean, is part of that is Odell Beckham and Odell Beckham thinks he knows better. <laughs> but I mean, like he's like he's like the third receiver. So I'm like I'm just taking a shot there at Odell to take a shot. Like Zay Flowers was pretty good, but he's young. So maybe this yeah. was a young receiver issue. But like Mark Andrews' first game back issue, I I don't know. Like they just the second half of the game they came out flat. The first half was great. The second half the Chiefs just said fuck you, and that was yeah. it. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's uh. It's going to be an interesting Super Bowl, that's for sure. It is. And as just to finalize that point, Travis and Patrick were beasts in this game. The the clutch performance like this, this was a game, you know, and um, everyone who knows Dane on the show is actually here watching football. And we were watching that game um, and we were like, yeah, this it was a good game. Uh, The Ravens Chiefs game was fantastic. The Lions game was great. Despite the outcome, if you're a Lions fan, it was a great football game. But again, thumbs up to the conference games this weekend. And, you know, all the hate online, and we're not going to get into this. I'm just going to say all the hate online towards Taylor Swift and reaction with Travis on the field. Enough's enough, man. Like, the, the I'm a, I'm a fan of the Who conspiracy cares? theories. Just let them do their thing. Uh, the conspiracy theories about the 13 and, and traveling from Tokyo to go see him. I, let's hear that. I want to hear those stories. I want to hear the empowering stories about how she is the woman she is because she is fantastic and a role model. But those are stuff I want to hear. Two people loving each other on the field. There's no difference between anyone else who loves each other on the field saying I love you to their girlfriend, their wife, their partner, whatever it may be. Okay. We're not here on the game. We're not going to dive into that topic, but I'll say I'm a fan of Taylor and Travis. Heck, <laughs> Tyler will let the game sports podcast own. <laughs> Was defending Travis Kelsey on a bar stool upload. Okay, you can check it out. That video was worth it. All right, uh, it's great. It's great to see. It's great for the world of football. And I'm sure people that like our thumbnail today uh, that involves that certain particular scene on the field in Baltimore. I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't like it, too bad. Uh, Super Bowl preview, Justin. Let's get into that. Uh, I'm trying to promise the times constraint here. I'm trying to keep it. There's a lot that we dove into. We got. The 49ers and we got the Chiefs. Okay, in Vegas, either all riding on red, all riding on black, whatever color being bet on. And no, the 49ers aren't black and the Chiefs aren't black. I'm just doing a reference of gambling on the colors. Okay, something in Vegas, you know, it's going to be a hell of a football game. It's going to be something I think you got a very good offense against an elite offense. I'm sorry, I do think the Niners have the edge in this game in each position that being on the offensive side and defensive side of the football, but coaching as much as I think Shanahan is who he is. Andy Reed, man, Andy Reed's got the edge on coaching here. I think a little bit just because of his experience because of how much we love Andy Reed here on the game sports podcast. But Justin, I want your reaction and preview. And then I'll do a little reaction preview before we get into our pick about the keys in this game the things to watch out for in this game. The floor is yours. 
share with our listeners what uh, what you're expecting and what people should expect with this Super Bowl. I'm honestly, I'm uh, I'm mostly intrigued at this point about who's wearing uh, what jerseys because we got two teams that wear red. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the general like survey I've been doing at work um, amongst the the guys in the warehouse has been that the 49ers should be wearing the white because the white and gold uh, looks pretty sharp. Sure does. And um, I mean, the Chiefs Chiefs should just be wearing red because that's what the Chiefs. I mean, when you think Kansas City Chiefs, that's what you think of. Yeah, you think of that Kansas City Chiefs red with a little bit of that orange and white lettering on it. That's so. I mean, that's that's where I think this should go. Is that how that's going to shake out? Who knows? Yep. Um, my other thought on this is that uh, is this potentially a. Um, I mean, the rumors are out there. We don't know. It has. I don't know if it's actually been confirmed, but the Jason Kelsey retirement after the playoffs uh, went there. Um, so is this potentially a brotherly retirement season? You know, is this a uh, a, tra- a Trav's last game kind of thing? He can mm. go off and be, uh, you know, Mister. Could join uh, with us on the podcast. Mr. Well, you know, honestly, these guys have to see that. Um, just like what they're doing with the media, like with their podcast and the dollar signs that come in with that. Like you, you can't be blind to the fact that like there's guys out there, former athletes that have gone and done podcasts and then they've got deals with different broadcasters. And like, there's more money in that than there is that we've made in the last, you know, 15 years playing football. And Jason, especially as an offensive lineman, he's like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yes, I've been, I've been doing that tush push for the last four years, <laughs> getting people piling on me, and you're going to pay me this much to sit here and just tell jokes. Oh, and he's going to at that podcast. So, you know, like great. it's so that they're not dumb. If you listen to these guys, they're not dumb. They have fun, and yeah. you know they want to just keep having fun. Maybe they don't want to go through the the grind anymore. But we're a little off topic. But that's that's kind of my um, I don't know my train of thoughts going there. It just it seems like. The story's been too good all season with those two, you yeah. know the Kelsey brothers, everything else. Like, would that not just be like the perfect sign off to it? And then everyone's gonna jump on the wall. Maybe the NFL planned this. No, no, no. And to have my point on that before I go back to you, kind of you know maybe some keys about the game. The Travis Kelsey, the I think he's got one more year after this. He was on a podcast about two weeks ago, despite the money where he said that he wants one more, even if he can win one this year, he wants to put himself above Gronk. He even said that he, he wants, he thinks he has a bit more in the tank, Uh, but I get your point about the, the, the money, the dollars, the podcast. The thing is Jason can still lead that podcast and Travis can still come on when he has his week, right? That's, what they've been doing. I think Travis has one more year left. And if it win or lose, I think after next year would be it. The last thing I'll say is that he ain't proposing at this game. Okay. That's not happening. If that happens, Justin, then we might need to have a different discussion after the Super Bowl because then I think something is knowing even all the Swifties will tell you that that Taylor wouldn't want that. Okay. I don't so think that's not on, that's not on brand for him. No, that that isn't. He wouldn't do that, okay. And if he I mean, did that, I would be so mad, though, Justin. I'm not gonna lie. Don't don't take away from a team celebration for your proposal with Taylor. The Swift, NFL right? would be all over that. Though. <laughs> like, you, like the yeah. entire planet. Like that's, internet would that's, break. That's an entire month's worth of shit for people to talk about. Months. 
Now, Justin, again, the, the points but, of the yeah, game. We well, actually, but get, there is actually a game. I mean, we there, there is a game. Uh, the defensive side, offensive side of the football, some key things that you can say about uh, either squad that's going to be big to highlight as my camera is fixing itself. I mean, <laughs> just just shooting it quickly here because we know we're on time constraints. I mean, the big one, um, just the dynamics in um, San Fran's offense. I mean, with Debo, um, even as Ayuk showed us out there in the Detroit game, I mean, he's pretty pretty solid. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and uh, as the world says, you know, just average Brock Purdy uh, <laughs> out there, just, you know, doing MVP caliber season, being yep. average and such. Just basic. Um, but, you know, and, uh, and the big keys on the other side of the ball, okay, it's uh, like Fred Warner on defense for the 49ers. Yeah. Um, pretty solid out there. Uh, and, and the 49ers defensive line, uh, if they're able to get to Mahomes uh, and and hurry them, I, I think that's going to be the key to the game for them. Um, and, and flip side to the, the Kansas City side of the ball, I think like the Chris Jones on the defensive line, um, being up in Brock Purdy's grill early on was pretty was pretty successful for the Detroit Lions. And then the Lions just gassed out on defense, it seemed. Um, once they were able to block Hutch, then Purdy kind of had his way with the Lions defense. Sure did. So I think if Chris Jones and uh, the rest of the Kansas City defensive line can keep some pressure there, um, even just keep them on the three and outs. I mean, you don't have to sack them every time, but just force some three and outs. Your offense is good enough to chew up the clock and run the ball, kill some time. Like, you know, Took it right from my mouth. we don't really have to talk about the Kansas city offense. What is it? Four of the last five super bowls. That's where they've been. And they've scored on how many consecutive opening drives in the playoffs too. I'd also, like to, I'd also like to point out that the only Colts team that the Kansas city chiefs and Patrick Mahomes lost to was the Andrew Luck Colts team. Love that. They all Love lost to all the bad ones. Not the, uh, not the good one. If you're on video here, listeners, I know, I think my program will edit my blur. If I have a little bit of blur, I apologize. If you're on audio, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, so, it, it, doesn't look, it doesn't look bad on my end. So Good. Okay, that's just my eyes. It's not the wine. Yes, I am drinking wine be. on this upload. <laughs> I am drinking wine on this upload. Call me out on it. It is a nice glass of Italian vino. It's delicious. My point, Chiefs, I'm going to say it very quickly. I said this last week, the offense that can stay on the field is what's the most is what's going to win the game. And that's the most obvious, corny line that I could say. But the reason why I say that is because the Chiefs are so damn good at it. They're so damn good at making those clutch plays. They're able to contain the football, hold on to the football, have good possession time, get down the field because you have Mahomes who isn't afraid to run, who isn't afraid to throw. Purdy is very similar, sim- similar as well. Um Kelsey, who's playing at a different level right now, uh, which takes a little bit of ease and opens up other receivers. You know they're going to be covering Kelsey a lot this week, or sorry, next week in the Super Bowl, on the Fe- February the 11th. And that's where I think San Francisco's defense is really going to be tested is because of the arm of Mahomes where he could throw deep, he could throw short, but he can run. It's going to make you have to blitz. It's going to make them think a little bit different because Goff is built different than Mahomes. Law, Jordan Love potentials there but he he ain't Patrick Mahomes okay the Niners had it tough against they had tough games against the the Packers and the Lions they didn't walk out of those games easily they didn't 
they didn't kill the Packers like I thought they were going to. They didn't kill the Lions. Not that I thought they were going to. I thought the Lions were going to win that game by a field goal, if I remember correctly. But they didn't kill those teams. The Kansas City Chiefs, are are they better than the Lions? I'm not going to say they're better. I think there's a lot of similarities. But a quarterback position they are, and that's no offense to Goff. Goff is great. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league for a reason. This is going to be a different test for the Niners because if they show up, like they did against the Lions and not play in the first half, you're done. Against the Chiefs, you are done. They're too experienced. They're too well coached. Lions are too. It's not the point. I'm just saying right now this experience factor is what's going to be the winner in this game too. guy who can stay on the field the longest and the defense side of the football. If the Chiefs can expose the 49ers defense, get up early and stay and defend that lead and use that that defense, you know, that's very like, not, never mind all the sexy names that they got. They just find a way to keep you out of the end zone. Okay. And if you can contend Lamar Jackson, I really think they can do the same to Brock Purdy. Okay. So the, I think they got to follow a very similar game plan there. Uh, but overall the, the, the 49ers, if you're going to defeat the chiefs, it's getting up on them early and holding that lead. Cause if there's somebody who can power back in the game, it's Mahomes. So your defense needs to be tight, but in each time you have the offense side of the football, you're playing on that side. If McCaffrey's not running, give it to Debo. If Debo and McCaffrey aren't running, give it to Ayuk. If that's not going, Kittle better be on. His helmet, his hair better be just flowing in the air because you got weapons everywhere. Purdy is also his own weapon. Use your legs and run down that field. The Niners, if they're going to win this game, that offense is what's going to carry that team. Okay, we know defenses are going to show up. We know the offense is going to show up, but the better offense that's on the field that day is what's going to win, and I truly think the Niners do have the upper hand on that but you can't doubt playoff experience. It's a completely different animal. We got a very exciting Super Bowl. We got Usher performing in the halftime show. We don't know what guests are going to show up. I'm not looking forward to the halftime show, to be honest, because I'm, I'm I like Usher. I respect him as an artist, but I don't jam to Usher a whole bunch. I'm, I might've jammed to him when I was at a bar, uh, what back a decade or so ago when I was at the bar, if I was across the river in Sushi, Michigan at the Savoy, or if I was damn jamming out at uh, a top hat, which are Smokies, which is a bar here in town in Sault Ste. Marie. Anyone who's from the Sioux will get some laughs at that. I'm not, but I'm sure he can put on a good show. He's a good dancer. He's a good performer. He knows a lot of people. Maybe some guests will show up, make it entertaining, but there's a lot to look forward to in the Super Bowl. We've got two very good, exciting teams that are going to be playing in this game. And it's, Going to be overall great to watch. Justin, we got our pick'em. Let's get into our pick'em. We will not have any two-minute warning this week. Uh, and then after our pick'em, we will get to the wrap-up of the show. All right. Well, uh, do a uh, a quick uh, recap here on the standings. Uh, so EJ's in first uh, with one seventy-seven. Uh, he got zero right last week. Uh, Dave uh, got one right last week. Uh, you're in second with one seventy-six. And I got zero right, and I am in third with 175. So a two-point spread across the board here. Um, really, I think that there. means for you, I, I think that does mean that it's the... I, I, uh, Yeah, best I can do is where I am, I think. Unless you somehow get your pick wrong, and I get mine right. And, and we, we don't... Picks. We don't know what EJ's pick is. Uh, we were hoping that he he was on at one point, uh, but unfortunately we couldn't stay uh, keep the connection on with him either. Uh, we apologize again, listeners, for some of the the, the hope that we might have sprouted to you. Uh, but oh, EJ, a lot of te- will... technical issues this week. 
lots, but we still got great content. And I know if you got here because of those clips, I know we got some fire clips this week, so I'm proud of that. Um, overall, the winner this week, if I get one right and EJ doesn't, I win. I yeah. believe I believe I win. Uh, if EJ gets it right, I get it wrong, EJ wins. Unfortunately, Justin, I will always say, though, Justin was the regular season champion, and that's harder to win because there's a lot more games. Okay, It was fascinating how close this entire season was. That's it's amazing. Fair. No matter what excuse train EJ no, wants comes, to use. It, it comes matter. down, and we're on like a two, really three points between us. And that's great. I, I don't know what way EJ is going to go. I wish – that we would have had his pick here today. We'll just have to wait and see till after the Super Bowl. They'll tease it for you for what he would have picked uh, for the Super Bowl. And hopefully he doesn't listen to the show and purposely pick someone that I did. So I think when we get off, we're going to have to require EJ to make his pick before the show is uploaded, Justin. I think that's fair to agree on. Uh, might have to send that message. Uh, might uh, have to get you to send that message. For him. <laughs> uh, now let's get to our pick Um I'll go first, I guess, because I guess it doesn't matter which way we go um, on this. I'm going to divert my pick very easily to what my thumbnail is this week. Um, I I'm pretty excited to to like for this year. If this was the Lions here, I'm going all in on Lions, right? But we're not there. Uh, this Super Bowl is going to be very exciting to watch. A lot of good teams, or two good teams. This was a great playoff. I think it was great. It was great to see the Steelers in there. Sorry, Justin. Uh, there, it was It was an overall great playoffs that I enjoyed. And it didn't go by the script that everyone predicted. You thought you were going to see the Ravens and the um, Chiefs, right? No, Ra- was it Ravens and 49ers? Ravens, 49ers. 49ers. Sorry, that was the conspiracy because of the colors. Thank you. That didn't happen. We got the Chiefs and we got the Niners. Niners got in there, but the Chiefs got in there. No matter what you want to say. Uh, and... As I said, back to my pick, going to my thumbnail, I am picking the Kansas City Chiefs. I I feel this game, the way the Niners have been playing the last couple games, I feel like unless they come out with some sort of way to really find a way to play four quarters of football, uh, I think experience is going to prevail here. The Niners may be the better team all around in general. Maybe I'm naive to say that. Maybe I'm wrong to say that. But I think this with Mahomes, with Kelsey, the weapons that Kansas City has, but overall – the experience this roster has is going to prevail in this football game. And it's going to be a very good football game. I think we're going to experience a very good tight game. That's going to be high scoring at the same time. And we're in for a treat. So I'm picking the Kansas city chiefs, Kansas city chiefs to yet again, win the super bowl as Patrick Mahomes get yet another wing and ring. And so does Travis Kelsey, the score in this game. Like I said, it's going to be high scoring. I'm going 34 to 30. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs over the uh, 49ers in this football game. Uh, Very close. Uh, It's going to be back and forth in the first quarter, very quiet second quarter, mid-third, and that fourth quarter is going to be a bang. The two best quarters are going to be the first and fourth if you want full in-depth prediction. Who scores the most points this week? Well, (laughs) very simple. Uh, We pick one team to win. That's the Chiefs, and the team that's going to lose is going to be the least points will be the San Francisco 49ers. So the Chiefs will win. Yet another Super Bowl, Justin. Your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, pretty uh, pretty quick and painless on this one. Uh, <laughs> everyone knows I haven't really liked the Chiefs all year, but picking against the Chiefs has not worked for me. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna pick the Chiefs in this one. Uh, picking the Chiefs to win 28-24, and hopefully by doing that, the 49ers will actually win the game. 
that's that's my strategy on this. That's what I got. Love that strategy. Very good football game we have for uh, incoming for us uh, this not this week. The Pro Bowls this week, and the Game Sports Podcast will not be diving into the Pro Bowl. We had enough All Star chat with hockey yeah, at the beginning of the segment. No interest in the Pro Bowl here. If you're interested, I'm sorry, but there's no interest here with the Pro Bowl, and we will not be diving into that content. We had a lot of good times this year, Justin. I can't believe we're ready at the Super Bowl this season. Now, what that means is after football is done, you're going to be coming back to another show. You're going to be coming yeah. on back to talk a little bit more hockey, especially yeah, with – Just change, change the night of the week. That's about it. Yeah, that that's about it. And also with the schedules varying with Alex and Dane, uh, it would be great to have Justin come on to that. But we still got this week – with football and we got we'll have a post uh, a post super bowl show as well which will be the season finale of in the pocket they'll get to the reaction of the super bowl and we'll get into the overall results of the pick we all know who won the regular season that was justin just to remind listeners i didn't get a chance to talk about this at the beginning if you got to this point it would be about an hour into the show uh, we appreciate you staying on and we're about 20 minutes over this segment good thing i, I know justin's supposed to be on time but i guess i overrode him on that and i appreciate justin taking the time we will not have any news shows next week week we do not plan to anyways there may be a segment that myself dan and alex end up fitting in but we do plan to have an upload of sorts next week uh, which may be a special edition show it may be another show who knows what it may be so keep an eye on all the channels of the game sports podcast and that's why we're doing a super bowl preview show this week so we have a whole bunch of clips to share with you but we'll also have uh, two weeks of time almost for you to listen to the show and hear our reaction so we will not have any new shows next week is our plan here on the game to the exception of maybe one but there will be an upload of shorts next week you follow hope you do because i'm not repeating that uh again the game sports podcast is powered by 91n that's 91 network ss uh, 91 network ssm at gmail.com if you're currently doing a podcast or if you are interested in doing a podcast and you want to get aired on 91n join the community with multiple podcasts already on it make sure you reach out and if you're listening to the show on this on that channel make sure you hit subscribe and whatever channel you listen on audio a simple like follow subscribe or five stars goes a long way and don't hesitate to follow us where, Justin? Social media. Instagram, Facebook, simple. At the Game Sports Podcast. But better yet, where all the interaction is, TikTok. At the Game Sports Podcast. Okay? Do not get anything mixed up. Not the Game Sport. Not the Game Podcast. The Game Sports Podcast. Thank you to Alex Parr. I want to say thank you to Paul Van Wagner and EJ Russell. Even though you didn't see them this show, they did take the time to come on and talk. And we couldn't get them on. Uh yeah, it, it, there was an appearance, but you couldn't visually see them. We knew they were they were here. But Justin, I want to thank you for taking the time, as always, my friend. Uh, we uh, we got an interesting game of football coming in just a few weeks. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it uh, seems like the season went by pretty quick. Uh, you know, you kind of you hit the end of September, and it's like, oh wow, September we're by really fast, and now uh, we're here. Another so, year of uh, in the pocket. It's man. crazy. Um, I mean, Super Bowl in about ten days. Hockey trade deadline uh, about two weeks Month. after that. Yeah. Start snowballing. I mean, the off season's coming quick. NFL drafts in April. Lots of things coming. We got lots, and the Game Sports Podcast will have it all for you. Now, Justin, thank you again. And I want to say happy belated birthday to, of course, your better half, I'd like to say. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll pass to, it along. 
to Deanna. I know Facebook message doesn't always go the right. Uh, you know, it's always good to say on the show. She's a supporter of the show since day one. Uh, and she shared my conspiracy post last week. <laughs> so you got, you got to love that. Uh, so happy birthday to Justin's better half. We'd say Justin uh, to Tiana. Sorry. Uh, and again, thank you to everyone for joining us uh, until Next time, we don't know when our next upload will be, if it'll be next week or the week after. Like I said, keep an eye on content, but I can promise you one thing. If we don't have an upload next week that is a new show, there will be one on February the 12th after the Super Bowl and likely maybe the 14th, but we're going to plan that out when we get there. So just keep an eye and you won't miss. I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.